Hi, and welcome to The Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Booby Girls or hit the link in our bio on Instagram. Um, and this week we are covering The Outsiders. Yeah. You said you've read this. Read and watched this yeah. back in it, school. Which is so weird. This was not a uh, book list what, where what, I went to school. What, yeah. What were you reading in, in uh, like, Washington? Like Lord of the Flies and things like that. Weird. I know. Um, I have titled this one Stay Gold, Pony, Pony Boy. Well, yeah, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> I, I, I considered making that one of the quotes, and I was like, no, that's no. stupid. <laughs> All right. So the book was originally published April 24th, 1967, and it's written by S.E. Hinton. It has a Goodreads rating of 4.1 out of 5, and it's 192 pages. And the movie came out in 1983. Um, it's a PG movie, which... That makes sense. I don't think it does. There's a lot of like fighting and underage smoking. And I feel like if this movie came out now, it would not be PG. There's Fair, no way. But it came out in the 80s. Right. <laughs> um, but it's a crime drama, which I thought was kind of weird. I don't know. Um, but it's only an hour and 31 minutes long. Directed by um, the fabulous Francis Ford Coppola, who did all of the Godfather movies, Apocalypse Now, uh, the Rainmaker, Dracula, he's amazing. I did notice that in the credits, it just said Francis Coppola. Like, mm-hmm. they just didn't yeah. put in the Ford co- part. I don't know yeah. why, but <laughs> I thought at first, I was like, maybe it's a, maybe it's a, like son or yeah, something. No. And then, yeah. Uh, so the IMDb synopsis reads, The rivalry between two gangs, the poor greasers and the rich socias, only heats up when one gang member kills a member of the other. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. <laughs> so some interesting facts. Um, S.E. Hinton actually started writing this book when she was 15. She finished it at 16, and it was published by the time she was 18. I have done nothing with my life. Right. I'm like, Jeez. that's cool. <laughs> also, I had no idea that she was a she. I've always assumed S.E. Hinton was a male. Yeah. Well, she might have. I never looked her up, obviously. Well, and I mean, granted, she was young, so maybe she didn't think about that. But I do feel like sometimes female writers do that. Mm-hmm. And pro- maybe, you know, back in that time, too. It was easier probably to get published. Yeah. Not did ambiguous you, name. How long did it take you to figure out that J.K. Rowling was a female? You know I what mean, I mean? Well, that's different because I grew up with those books. Yeah, you, but, you know, like you would never... I, I don't know. I think feel like people, when they use their initials, for some reason, you automatically think it's a male. That's fair. Which, who cares? But. Yeah, no, definitely don't care. But I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, she has also written four other YA novels, this being the fifth, a couple of children's books, and two adult fiction novels. Um, the story in the book actually takes place in Tulsa, Oklahoma, even though it's not actually explicitly said. I mm-hmm. thought that was interesting because I was like, yeah, where is this? Yeah. Um, it was ranked 38th on the American Library Association's top 100 most frequently challenged books mm-hmm. of the 90s. Um, it was banned from most schools for um, be- because of portrayal of gun violence or gang violence, excuse me, underage smoking and drinking, strong language and family dysfunction. Um, however, like I we mentioned a little bit earlier, it is actually part of a lot of other schools' curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, I myself having read it, I think I read it, I want to say it was either middle school or probably like right at the beginning of high school. 
school, um, but it is both for both middle and high school level. Um, uh, in 2019, BBC listed it as one of the uh, 100 most influential novels, which rightfully mm-hmm. so. Um, and then in addition to the adaptation that we're covering today, there was a short-lived television series in the in, um, that started in 1990 where it picks up right after the movie ends. Oh. Never saw it, obviously, um, but thought that was interesting. But we are covering the movie, obviously. Yes. What year did you say this was published? This is this was published in 1967. Oh, okay. I can be, I felt that a little bit. What aspect? The the year of it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't know. There well, and I think it helps knowing that it was set in Tulsa, Oklahoma, because mm-hmm. just kind of like the way that the writing was um, written and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, but there was a, because I listened to this on audio, and there was a um, introduction by the author herself, mm-hmm. basically saying that like, she wrote this because there was really no book at that time mm-hmm. that was really talking about like kids her age yeah. and like what was going on and things like that. Yeah. I did find it interesting that she chose to write about a boy gang and not necessarily like a girl. Yeah. I don't know if girl gangs existed back then or not, but um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. There's not a lot of female influence in that. Yeah. I mean, not influence, but there's not a female, a lot of female characters or right, anything. Exactly. But, um, so the movie only has a 66% on Rotten Tomatoes, mm, interesting. which we've kind of seen a little, quite a few times, especially with these like older books that people grew up on. Um, I feel like people are even more harsh to, true to rate these movies. Um, the budget was $10 million and it only grossed $25.7 million because everyone saw it in probably schools for free (laughs) (laughs) on VHS. (laughs) Yes. Uh, the author of the book actually does make a cameo in the movie. She is the nurse that takes care of Johnny or one of the nurses that takes care of him. Um, I don't know if you caught the opening credits. Uh, Stevie Wonder actually opens mm-hmm. the credits with a song called Stay Gold, yes. um, which I'm assuming he wrote for specifically this movie. Yeah. Um, the uh, Francis Ford Coppola um, received a lot of letters from fans of the novel expressing their disappointment Ooh. in the ser- in the in the film, um, saying that you know he omitted a lot of things, um, a lot of key scenes, and several several years later, his granddaughter was reading the book in her class, and they were about to watch the the film, and she was embarrassed oh, about wow. it. Uh, so it actually inspired him to come out um, with a director's cut. Um, it's called The Outsiders, The Complete Novel, because evidently they cut out a lot of stuff. So I don't, that is not the one we watched. Nope. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting that he was inspired by his granddaughter to. She's probably know. like, um, you're embarrassing me in my class. I right. need you to put out the rest of the <laughs> also, footage. Also like, cool. It's probably your private school that he pays for. <laughs> uh, during the filming of this, uh, the director really, really wanted to make sure that the characters felt the separation between the two gangs, mm-hmm. the Soshas and the Greasers, that he gave the Soshas leather bound scripts and they were all put up in very luxury um, accommodations. Oh, wow. While the Greasers, on the other hand, had battered paperback scripts and they had to stay on the ground f- floor of the hotel. And he really wanted to create that tension between the actors as well. I mean, I get it, but also like that sucks. Yeah. If you're one of the greasers. <laughs> For real. I, I don't know if you remember in the scene of the rumble, uh, Tom Cruise does a back, like a back standing mm-hmm. tuck or whatever off the thing. <laughs> um, he was actually really nervous to do this, but Patrick Swayze is the one who coached him on how to do it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which I thought was I funny. I would think because he's so low to the ground. It would help. <laughs> it right? would help. <laughs> um, so the whole time I was watching this movie, I was like, I bet these guys were just a nightmare on set, <laughs> like a nightmare at their hotels, like just, yeah. you know, th- 
these are big actors in their like teenage years, yeah. early 20 years. These are probably what, like the, the first thing that most of them did? A lot of, I think some of them had had a couple movies under their belt, yeah. but they're all like these good looking guys. Right. I'm like, they were gotta be a nightmare. And I was right. They totally <laughs> were. Um, I guess they caused quite a bit of trouble at the hotel that they were staying at. And in one particular instance, um, there was a fountain at the hotel and the boys thought it would be funny to jokingly mock that scene in the in the hotel's lobby with this fountain oh and cause all this ruckus and um they were just trying to like drown each other all the time that eventually the hotel turned off the fountain and then removed it within weeks of them coming removed the fountain removed it because they were such wow. a <laughs> <laughs> so like i said the cast of this movie is just it's star-studded, but I, I'm wondering when this movie came out. Obviously, we weren't born yet. Like, mm. people were probably like, oh, yeah, I kind of know that guy. But it's like going back, you're like, he's in it? He's in it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, no way. It's pretty crazy how many uh, stars are in this yeah. movie. Yeah. So we'll start with Ponyboy Kurt- Curtis is played by C. Thomas Howell. Um, he was in E.T., The Hitcher, he, and he did a lot of small um, parts in TV series. Um, he's probably the one I know least. Right. Of the Which group. is interesting because yeah. he's the main character yeah. of, of this uh, story. I thought he was super cute and did a great job. Yeah, I, agree. I loved his character. I thought it uh, when they eventually make him ble- bleach blonde. I'm like, it actually works for you. Like, I'm yeah. not mad at it. Well, and then when he like puts it, like he greases <laughs> he it. it yeah. Like, it looked really good. Yeah. I thought he did a great job, and I'm shocked that we didn't see him go on to do a lot more right. in his career. Yeah. So who knows? Uh, next up is Dallas Winston or Dally or Dal, whatever you want to call him, uh, played by Matt Dillon. Uh, he has a Oscar nomination for his role in crash. He was in something about Mary. He's one of those guys that you're like, Oh yeah, I know. I know Matt Dillon, but I'm like, wait, what is he in? Like, I've, I have a hard time thinking of things that he was in. When you just brought up Crash, it like immediately dragged my memory. He is a jerk in that movie. Yeah. But it's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, and I also, so going back to like the guys, the boys causing trouble at the hotels, mm-hmm. um, I think he, they also gave the director quite a bit of flack because at one point, uh, Francis Ford Coppola wanted Matt Dillon to stay the night in jail to really understand the character. Um, and, you know, connect with him a little bit more. Um, but he said, no way, Francis. Um, you go spend the night in jail. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, what a little jerk. Coppola you know? is all about that method acting, huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But uh, Francis Coppola, like, really wanted him. Like, I guess when he auditioned, he he read for the part. And then Francis was like, all right, you can go home. And so he was like, all right, there's no way I got this part. And turned out that he just let him go home because he knew that that was, wow. that was his dally. <laughs> I agree. I think he was perfect for that role. Yeah. He was supposed to be blonde, though. Yeah. He was blonde in the book. He yeah. was not blonde. I actually didn't mind that he wasn't blonde. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't think he could have pulled off blonde hair. No. Uh, next is Johnny Cade, played by Ralph Macchio. AKA the karate kid. Uh, this movie came out the year before the karate kid. Ah, okay. Um, he was also in my cousin Vinny. Have you seen that? Yes. So good. Uh, and then he's in the recent, uh, TV series, Cobra Kai, mm. um, which is the spinoff from karate kid. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, Ray watches it and he loves it. He goes around the Ray house. He's like, it. Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai. Is it like years? Like, does he play the karate kid? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause the guy, the guy who runs the dojo or whatever was in the other movies. So it. It's all connected. Okay. Um, 
funny enough though pony boy and johnny are supposed to be best friends mm-hmm. in in the film and in the novel but the guy the kid who, pl- who plays pony boy um actually didn't really get along with ralph oh. um saying that ralph was like way too serious and way too professional <laughs> and didn't really want anything to do with the nonsense that was going on Uh-oh. so i could totally see him being like the one that like is like i'm too good for all yeah. of you <laughs> um have you seen current pictures of ralph macchio i can't say that i have so he's good looking kid like you know you would thought he would have grown up to be a little bit more attractive i do not think he's very cute some guys just don't age well man yeah we can't all be or they can't all be george clooney true um speaking of good looking (laughs) daryl dairy curtis played by the infamous patrick swayze he has perfect hair holy cow he's so good looking in this movie (laughs) holy moly obviously we know him from dirty dancing roadhouse point break uh, Ghost, one of my favorites. Where does this fit in like the timeline of those like other movies? This is he was only twenty nine in this movie, okay. so it was before I think it was before all of these. Oh wow, okay, because um, he looks like about what he would have in in Dirty Dancing. In Dirty Dancing, yeah, yeah, it might have been right around the same time. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't actually check that. Um, but funny enough, not funny enough, kind of sad. He was never nominated for an Oscar. And I think he's so good. He played so many like iconic roles. I'll be honest. This is the only movie I think I've seen of his. Really? You've never yeah. seen Dirty Dancing? No. Or Ghost. <sighs> I know. I know. <laughs> he's just like, especially, I mean, obviously we can't take into account his later years because, you know, he lost a lot of his, you know, the way he looked and whatnot when he yeah. got sick. But um, I mean, in his prime, man, like I don't, he perfect specimen yeah well and he mostly played or i think only played like dramatic act like yeah. characters right yeah. yeah we might have to have a patrick swayze night sometime Sign I, think me you, up. I think you would love all of these movies maybe I, not point break no one needs to see point i'm break. sure i would love both dirty dancing and ghosts yeah for sure um soda pop curtis who is the middle brother of the curtis brothers is played by rob lowe um he's in a show that i love to watch ray thinks it's absolutely ridiculous 911 <laughs> <laughs> um but he's in parks and rec and you know rob lowe's been acting forever um it's just so funny because i'm like I mean, Rob Lowe has actually aged very well. I was just going to say that. Um, I do think he's probably had some work, but I'm like, yeah, that's young Rob Lowe. He's <laughs> such a good looking guy. Yeah. He's one that definitely didn't like change in terms of features and like, yeah, I, I feel like some, some kids and I, I feel like I was like this when you're at a young age, you almost like already can tell what they're going to look like mm-hmm. as an adult. You know, does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I think he's kind of one of those people. He just yeah. kind of had his older look from the beginning. <laughs> so he actually turned 18 while they were filming this movie. Um, and of course the boys decided to all play pranks on him for his birthday. Um, they saran wrapped his toilet um, <laughs> while they were filming. And uh, while he was on set, they, they, um, put fire extinguishing foam in his hotel room. Oh, wow. So I think they're lucky they didn't get kicked out of this hotel. Or kicked off of this movie. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Soda Pop did not get his his fair share in the movie. <laughs> no. They cut out pretty much almost his entire... Plot line. Yeah. yeah. So, But I wish we would have gotten a little more of him. But Rob Lowe, always a soft spot in my heart. <laughs> Next up is 2-Bit Matthews, who is another greaser in the film, played by Emilio... Estevez. Obviously, we know him from Mighty Ducks and The Breakfast Club. Um, 
in the movie or in the novel, uh, two bit is actually supposed to be six feet tall. Um, <laughs> Emilio is only ranking in at five, six and a half. On That's a good it? day. He's short. Oh, wow. He's very, very short. I mean, everyone's tall to me because I'm only five, four, but like, that's short. Yeah. Uh, we don't get too much of him in the movie. No. Um, but I mean, he's still, even what we do get though, like, I like his like wise ass, like, you know, jokes and like. I just love his uh, Mickey Mouse shirts that he wears. <laughs> That was my favorite. Those two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Randall. Again, Do we have to talk about him? Yeah, we have to. <laughs> shortly. Uh, Steve Randall, played by Tom Cruise. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Top Gun, Mission Impossible. We know. Yada, um, yada, yada. <laughs> yeah, he was all... Steve Randall was also supposed to be tall. Uh, Tom Cruise, also not tall. What is he, like 5'4"? Yeah. Funny enough, Emilio and him are actually childhood friends. And um, that's sad for Emilio. They actually showed up and auditioned together and both got these parts. Mm. So, yeah, I, I just never will understand the hype with Tom Cruise. I feel like he really overacted this role, too. He overacts every role. I know. That's, I the, that's his problem. He overacts life. Right. Very <laughs> Do true. Do we all remember the Oprah interview? Yeah, like... yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, last character I had to talk about is Sherry Cherry Valent. Valence? Uh, played by the beautiful Diane Lane. She was so pretty. Like she's, she's still so pretty, pretty. Yeah. But, like she was so pretty as a as a teenager. Yeah. Uh, she she plays in Under the Tuscan Sun, Inside Out, Justice League, Knights in Rodanthe, and has an Oscar for her um, role in Unfaithful, mm-hmm. which is a great movie, suspense movie. If you ever if you ever watch it. Um, She's yeah. also in another really good suspense movie, The Glass House. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've seen that. That I is a good movie. movie. Um, I can only imagine that she just got, not harassed, but was probably so over these boys by the end of this film. Oh, I bet. Well, <laughs> I think do you, you don't happen to know how old she actually was filming. I didn't did check that, no. I'm assuming she was probably older than what she was playing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> Which is actually probably perfect because she's supposed to play the part of kind of like, annoyed at least by right. some of them right um, so it probably helped the, that's the so case. funny um but yeah star-studded cast that is fun to go back and watch them yeah for sure all right time for who said it your first quote is i lie to myself all the time but i never believe me mm. johnny mm, pony boy mm. <laughs> next one you get tough like me and you don't get hurt you look out for yourself and nothing can touch you Dally. Yeah. <laughs> Next one. Things are rough all over. Johnny. Mm, cherry. Dang. <laughs> There's <laughs> too many characters. <laughs> Last one. You still have a lot of time to make yourself be what you want. There's still lots of good in the world. Johnny. Yes. yes. <laughs> in written form. <laughs> yes, in written form. Um, so I wasn't sure if we should do F. Mary Kill. Um, Patrick Swayze for all of them, I guess. All right. Or Mary. I think he's the only, like... Age appropriate one, right? Or at least plays the only age appropriate um, one. I think um, Soda Pop is as well. But uh, isn't he a dropout though? I thought he was still technically supposed to be in school. Nah. Okay. Yeah. Well, either way, it doesn't yeah. matter. Patrick Swayze for all yeah. of it. <laughs> Most I mean, importantly, Patrick Swayze's hair. <laughs> yes, exactly. We should play F. Mary Kill with Patrick Swayze's hair, biceps, or abs. <laughs> yes to all of them. Yes. So the movie is set in 1965, um, and it opens up with Pony Boy writing, um, handwriting, which looks to be uh, like a story called The Outsiders. Um, we don't really get 
an explanation of why he's writing this. <laughs> yes, um, in the movie we don't. Yeah, there's no explanation in the movie of what what why he's doing this. Yeah, at the end of the book, we find out basically that um, after everything that happens, Pony Boy is struggling in school, and his teacher tasks him with the um, the task basically of writing a theme mm-hmm. and he after everything asks his um teacher like hey is this something that i can write about would, yeah. would this be okay and how long does it have to be and he's <laughs> like it's as long as you want it to be so he ends up writing the outsiders as his theme for, which is, for school which, which i thought cute. that was cool and i would have liked to have known that because yeah. it looks like in the movies like writing a like a book or yeah. like a short story it's like a book report or, or yeah something. Or a book report yeah <laughs> um and then we randomly get these weird scrolling credits at the beginning of the movie which look like <laughs> ending credits yeah like the way they scroll through it's just kind of strange but then it opens up and we see these greaser boys meeting um meeting up on a corner just looking for trouble they end up scaring a bunch of these like little kids and you know the greasers are those guys that you're like should I hate them? Should I like them? Like, I don't know. I could think of a few in my school that would probably have fit into that greaser category. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, but now we show up at the drive-in. And I thought it was funny. Did you know that there were actual seats at a drive-in movie? I had no idea. No I idea. I wonder if that was like all of those in the in the 60s. But who knows? Uh, and this is where we get introduced to Sherry, Cherry, and Dallas is there and he's trying to impress her and she's like not buying it. And he's like borderline like sexually harassing her. 100%. Like it, it's that epitome of the guy who thinks like, oh, if I like tease her or yeah. like be Touch mean her. to her, yeah. she'll like me. It's like that doesn't work. No. <laughs> so after she like disregards him, the girls start talking to, pon- to Pony Boy and they find out that um, they go to school with him and that they know his brother Soda Pop and that their parents died. There's kind of a lot to unpack <laughs> about between the book and the movie yeah. in this point. Um, because this is not where we get introduced to Pony Boy in the book. Um, we're introduced to him in like a different way. This is, this is not how it happens in, in the book. Um, we also, again, I mean, I guess this is the best time than ever that soda pop is mentioned here, but like, there's no soda pop storyline no. with Sandy no. in this movie. Poor, well, a, Sandy got completely written out. No Sandy. <laughs> B, Soda Pop didn't get his justice in terms of getting even a story in this movie. Um, but basically, yeah, in the book, he's in love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, um, I think, doesn't he want to, like, marry her? But, right. like, because she she's out of his league and... Mm-hmm. long story short, because yeah. what, what's the point? It's not covered in the movie. But long story short, he's trying to marry this girl. He She ends up... She ends up breaking up with him or... Yeah. And then, like, date somebody else. I, yeah. I can't fully remember. But basically, we don't get... Which I would have liked to have seen. I would have yeah. loved to have seen kind of, like, a, a little love story in between all of this, like, crazy drama that's going on. Because yeah. I do think it it speaks to high school. Absolutely. Like, high school sweethearts, falling in love for the first time. Like, that would have been cool to see. But yeah. we didn't get any of that. <laughs> well, and then, I mean, let's talk about it now, too. We... They just kind of brush over about the parents dying yeah about how um well they do show a kind video of like or like a, a flashback of them running into a train right or running into them but i would say like in the book like we get like this real struggle that Derry has with you know fighting for custody of the mm-hmm. boys like it gets mentioned every now and yeah. then um 
And like the struggle with their parents being gone. Like there's just, it's so brushed over yeah. in, in the movie. Yeah. Um, even, even to go even further than that, like uh, Pony Boy and Derry's relationship. Yeah. Again, is mentioned in the movie, but you get a lot more into like the weeds of mm-hmm. kind of how tumultuous their relationship is and how like he does have a good relationship with Soda Pop, but Derry is technically the man of the house right like he's taking care of them he's providing for them Mm -hmm. but they don't have that good of a relationship which i would have liked to see that even more uh so now we see that dallas goes to get uh sherry a soda um and she throws it back in his face (laughs) which i was like good for you girl good for (laughs) you um and johnny uh and dallas starts like yell at her and then johnny actually steps in and gets him to stop which is one big for johnny because johnny is not the most forthcoming. Yeah. Um, and that Dallas is kind of like this big bully that no one ever stands up to. Um, what we do get in the book, though, is basically Pony Boys. Like, Johnny's the one kid that, like, nobody in the group really does anything to. Yeah. Right? Like, he has the ability to say that to Dally mm-hmm. and Dally not retaliate. If it was yeah. anybody else, he would have. Right. <laughs> um so the girls end up asking Pony Boy and Johnny to come and sit with them. Uh, and then two bit shows up and another guy um, looking for, for, for Dally shows up um, because he slit their tires, yeah. <laughs> uh, which again is something that gets brushed over in the movie. It does happen in, in the book as well. Um, we get a lot more of like the fights and, and things like right. that. Like I didn't even mention at the beginning of the book, we the very first time we meet Pony Boy is because he's he got jumped by the Soshas. Yeah. Like right at the beginning of the movie or well, the book. And then speaking of this is where we find out that Johnny has also gotten beat up by the Soshas. Mm-hmm. Um who in the movie, this is where we kind of find out like the Soshas are the higher class kids and the Greasers are the lower class kids. And Soshas stands for socials. Yeah. Basically the rich kids. Yes. Uh so Sherry asked Pony Boy about like his older brother. And they, again, we kind of go into detail about Derry, but not so much. And he basically just says, you know, he doesn't really want him around. Um, so as the, as Johnny and Ponyboy are walking, Sherry and her friend out, um, these other guys, these socias show up and they're drunk and they start picking a fight with the guys and come to find out that those are probably the guys that had beat up Johnny previously. Mm-hmm. They have the same rings on that, that the guys who beat him up had on. Yeah. Um, and then at this point, Sherry's like, Hey, um, just so you know, pony boy, like, don't take it personally. I'm not going to say hi to you in school. Like, I like you. I think you're a cool guy, but don't talk to me. At least like she told him up front as opposed to ignoring him at school. Sure. So Johnny and pony boy end up going home or on their way home. And Johnny doesn't really want to go home. His parents are fighting. So they go and sit in this like yard with a bunch of junk and they're contemplating life and like, you know, what just happened. And we see that Johnny's like in not a good headspace. He even talks about, you know, not wanting to be alive anymore. And there's just a lot more to Johnny. Um, then I think some of these other guys, like, yes, the other ones lost their, their parents, but there's more going on in Johnny's home life than, than we get to find out. Well, yeah, it, it, it's basically said, like, he still has his parents, but he almost would rather not have his parents because right. his parents are terrible to him. So it's like he almost looks to Pony Boy and that those brothers is like, you, you're you lucky. You yeah. have it good that you don't have to deal with your parents. Yeah. So Pony Boy comes home late 
and Derry's pissed off. He shoves him. He gets in his face. So Pono Boy runs off to try to find Johnny again. And they're like, let's go run away. And then it's like, well, let's just go walk down the street, you know? <laughs> um, but as they walk down the street, this car full of um, Soches find them sitting in the park. The blue Mustang. Yeah. So they get up, they kind of confront them. And one of them starts to try to, or a couple of them actually start to try to drown Pony Boy in the fountain. And all of a sudden this scene just kind of fades to red and we see Pony Boy and Johnny and one of the socias laying on the ground come to find out that Johnny killed one of the socias. He had a knife and he ended up stabbing him and they get up and Pony Boy starts throwing up, leaving DNA all over that crime scene. <laughs> I'm like, can you not hold it in kid? But so they end up running off. They go to the bar where Dally, I guess, works, lives, all of the above. Everything. (laughs) Um, And they ask him for help. And he tells them, you know, here's a gun for safety. Um, You need to get on this train. And there's an old church, um, abandoned church, where you guys can use as a hideout. So Pony Boy and Johnny get on this train. And they get to the church. And I'm just like... One, I was like, well, Ponyboy's kind of a good friend, but I'm like, you didn't kill anyone, so you really don't need to, like, be on the run for the but most part. But to your point, he did leave DNA. He did. It's all over the crime scene. <laughs> and I feel like these boys are very much, like, my friends are my family. Yeah. Like, I'll do anything for them. I get it. So, Ponyboy ends up, they end up, like, sleeping there. Ponyboy wakes up. We find out that Johnny left to go get some food um, and a book. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Gone with the Wind? Yes, Gone with the Wind. Uh, so they can like you know have some sort of entertainment. Can I just mention that like I feel like they acted real tough in the movie, in my opinion. Like in the book, they cry at this point. Like yeah. they're like, "Oh crap! Like what have we done? Mm-hmm. Now we're stuck in this like abandoned church." And they they start crying, and I thought that was so vulnerable and like yeah. real because these kids are what 15 16 Look, 14 16 like i wouldn't even be a kid and i would still be crying right so <laughs> but i also wouldn't kill anyone right so I, I mean if someone was trying to drown you roche i might wow thank I you i think i would i mean be self-defense i would know that going into it well you're not defending you i have to help you though i think i would okay. i would it would hold up in i'm court. glad to hear that thank you <laughs> uh, they also buy some peroxide um to bleach just Pony Boy's hair. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why are you not both bleaching your hair? Well, in the book, they say that Johnny's too dark and can't pull <laughs> off blonde hair. And I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, they also cut off both of their hair with a knife. And it's just like a butcher job of this. Um, <laughs> My they, mom would not be no. uh, happy with this. No. Cut. Uh, they're there for about four or five days. And they just look so bored. Yeah. I would be so bored. I wish they would have had a better book to read. Oh, well, hold on. I've never read Gone with the Wind, so I guess I can't well, say. But it didn't I think age it is well. a long book. It so is. at least it kept them company yeah. for a while. Um, they, and then at one point we get this scene of them talking about sunsets. And this is where they start talking about always being gold. And it's kind of where that theme comes about. So... This church is just a mess. There's mice everywhere. It's disgusting. Dally finally shows up because he said, like, once the coast is clear, I will come up and get you guys. Mm -hmm. So I was like, there's no way the coast is clear already. It's been four (laughs) days. Um, But Soda Pop actually ended up sending a letter 
um, with Dally to for Pony Boy, and he's just asking him to come home. He's like, "Turn yourselves in. Like it will be okay. Please come home. We want you home." Right. To your point, it was self defense. Yeah, because the last time they saw him was when he ran out of the house mm-hmm. when he got in the fight with Derry. Um, speaking of Derry, uh, they end up going to Dairy Queen. Uh, <laughs> that was like their first meal back, and I was like, "Delicious." Obviously, <laughs> where are the blizzards? And I, I wonder if blizzards were a thing back then. Oh, I'm sure they were. At least the ice cream cones were. But they got some like weird like beef pulled pork sandwiches. I was like, "At Dairy Queen at the Grill and Chill." Listen, whatever you know floats your boat. I guess uh, tickles your fancy. And while they're there, uh. Dallas t- tells them, you know, the battle between the Socias and the Greasers has gotten even worse, obviously. And that they're going to have this huge Royal Rumble. I just call it a Royal Rumble because that's a wrestling thing called a Royal <laughs> Rumble. But it's just a rumble. Um, and he even tells them, like, Sherry's willing to testify that the Socias were drunk that night and it was self-defense. Mm-hmm. Like, if you come home, it'll probably be okay in some sort. Which, like... Props to Sherry, man. Yeah. Like, she really doesn't need to insert herself here, but she's willing to. So the boys decide, they're like, yeah, like, I think we want to go home and turn ourselves in. Dally is, like, not okay with it. He's kind of upset that they want to go. Like, I think he he lives for this stuff, like, Mm -hmm. the danger and and all of that. He's not the best influence. (laughs) No, not at all. Um, So they go back to the church hideout, I guess, to go get their book. I'm like, what what do you still have there? Like, why are we going back? (laughs) The five things that um, Johnny bought. This whole scene, I was like... I, this is where you can kind of tell that a 15 year old probably wrote this. Oh. Well, we'll get it. Like I was like, what, what is the point of going back to the church? We don't know why they went back to the church. Yeah. And then when they get to the church, there's a random group of kids on what a field trip to an abandoned church in the middle of nowhere. I mean, yeah, that makes zero sense. But was the field trip actually to the church or were they just in the area and the kids ran off into the church? Like where there was nothing around that. Maybe area. they were having a field trip. Get it? You didn't, in the field. That would be the worst field trip ever. <laughs> Maybe they were looking at the crops. I don't know. Seems very bizarre. Anyways, <laughs> here we are. Listen, it, things are weird in Oklahoma. Okay. Well, and when they get there, the church is on fire, mm-hmm. and there's half of these kids are are trapped inside. Yeah. So it is confirmed though that they did set the fire accidentally, right? With their I cigarette think, bud. Yeah, there's yeah. a scene where you kind of see yeah, him. And I'm pretty sure they mentioned it in the book too. So Johnny and Pony Pony Boy end up going in into the fire to help these kids, these trapped kids inside, and they save these kids. And unfortunately though, Johnny ends up getting trapped in there. Dally tries to go back and get him. The roof collapses and Johnny ends up getting seriously hurt. I, for like, I, it's obviously been a while. I literally forgot that he actually survives the, the church situation. Oh, yeah. Like he actually makes it to the hospital. I, I was like, oh my God, there goes Johnny. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> um, but no, they wake up in the hospital. Um, and I did love this. Well, mo- Pony Boy wakes up in the ambulance yes, first. Yes, true. They end up, but they all end up back at the hospital. And I did love this part because we see Soda Pop and Dairy come to get Pony Boy. Yeah. And it's just this great moment of they were so scared that he had also died like Mm -hmm. their parents and and that's where i mean it was an emotional scene but it would have been even more emotional if we would have gotten the more of the inner workings of their family yeah i think well and Um, their relationship like you can tell and in the book again they go into so much more depth like pony boy's like oh okay he actually they do care about me like i knew soda pop care about cared about me but now mm -hmm. i know for sure that dairy cares about me yeah so they end up making the paper and 
<laughs> we see that, you know, they're worried or Derry's worried that, you know, now their story is out They're in the public eye, like someone's going to start looking into them. And he's afraid that they're going to come and take the boys away to a, to a boy's home. Mm-hmm. So he's like, this might not be the best. And we also find out that Johnny is officially being charged with manslaughter in the Sosha's in the Sosha's death. So they're trying to somewhat get back to normal, not really get back to normal, but like, um, Derry goes to work and some of the other guys go to work. And so two bit and pony boy are by themselves for the day. And they decide to go for a walk and they end up getting stopped by um, a group of socias at like, I don't know, it's like a restaurant. It's like a, it looked like a, like a little drive-in. No, I thought it was like a gas station. Oh, maybe it was. I don't know. It looked like you can get a malt or something in there. (laughs) I feel like those general stores were a lot more of a thing back then where like it, like it ran the gamut in terms of what you could get. Oh yeah, burger, (laughs) milkshake. Sounds gas. Good. I'm starving. That sounds delicious. That does sound really good. I'm also starving. But most likely we're going to get Chipotle because that's well, yeah. what we get after we record every week. Well, I'm like, <laughs> I have to hit my streak to get my points. Yes. <laughs> um, so anyways, one of the socials wants to talk to Pony Boy. His name's Randy. And he basically tells Pony Boy, he's like, look, I saw what you did in the fire. Like, he does you can tell he doesn't really want to fight in this rumble like he's like none of this matters like yeah. i was like the tides are turning a little bit you know like he's like i i i want to see you as a person and not as a greaser and vice versa yeah he also but says that like they'll always be who they are like there's yeah. nothing that's going to change like their situations right so why keep combat like combating each other right, right. like let's just everybody be who they are and let it be yeah and i wish that we would have seen like even more of this happen like because i mean ultimately they end up fighting each other you know right. so <laughs> it's like this cool moment but it doesn't really go anywhere type well thing. i think it, it sets the stage because in the book they really make a point to say like randy doesn't show up to the fight yeah like he actually at least stood his ground and was mm-hmm. like i'm not gonna go good on you randy <laughs> Uh, so they end up going to visit Johnny in the hospital and he's in super bad shape. Um, that was like rough to watch. Like, yeah. he, like I could feel his pain, like laying there on the, the hospital bed. Yeah. And he just wants a book. Yeah. So I thought this was so funny because, um, two bits like, okay, I'm going to go down, go down to the um, gift shop and just pick up a copy of Gone with the Wind. I was like, is that just like a normal staple in the hospital <laughs> gift shops is Gone with the Wind? Again, maybe they had a general <laughs> store that sold Gone with Who the Wind. Knows? I don't know. Um, but we also find out at this time that he is paralyzed, that he can't feel anything below his waist. So, yeah. like I said, he's in really bad shape. Um, they end up going... I'm going to stop you yeah. there because in the book, um, as we've mentioned, obviously, Johnny does not have a good relationship with his parents. We actually get a scene in the book where his mom shows up at the right. hospital, but not even like as a concerned parent. She's complaining that like they put him out... They put he put them out by having to like go check on him and like go see him and stuff. And I'm just like, that's awful. Awful. Like stay away. Cause you're not helping. You're hurting. In I this hate case. bad parents yeah. more than anything in the world. Yeah. We said this many, many times. A lot of, you know, the way that kids are is due to bad parenting. Yes. The world's problems. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, so the boys end up going to see Dallas and he really wants, you know, to fight in the rumble for Johnny. Mm-hmm. Like, cause, cause at this point, Dally is still in the, in the hospital as well. And it's kind of like, I, I couldn't not laugh at this scene. It's just not good acting. And he's like, <laughs> for Johnny. And there I'm were like, a few parts that I was, that uh, Matt Dillon, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm I, not buying it. Dude. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, we also see at this point that Pony Boy's like not feeling very well. Mm-hmm. 
And I thought there was going to be more to that, but it really wasn't. He was like, I'm just going to take some aspirin. There is in the book. Yeah, not in the movie, though. Yeah, no, not in the movie. Yeah, what what was the more to it? Basically that he, he, he did get sick, but the after effects, like after the rumble, mm-hmm. he like basically is like out of commission for yeah. like days on end, essentially like not going to school. Yeah. That's how he gets like behind on his schoolwork, starts not to really care yeah. as much, like all that stuff. So they, Ponyboy ends up going to meet up with um, Sherry and she tells him that, you know, the Soches are going to fight fair. They're not going to bring weapons or any of that type of stuff. So good on them i don't know it was kind of a like thanks sherry also i love that she was the messenger right like why is she even involved in this whole exactly it's probably just so she could have another scene i guess (laughs) uh but dairy at this point is telling pony boy like i don't want you to fight please do not come like you're too young you're not feeling well like don't come to this Mm -hmm. fight and he goes anyway you know, what are you going to, he's like, no, I'm going to go. And well, he says like, well, there's no actual weapon. So like, it's fine. And I'm like, still fine. Your hands are <laughs> lethal weapons. Right. Son. <laughs> Someone can strangle you just as much as they can shoot you. Yep. So the boys are headed to the rumble. In my notes, I, ha- I say, uh, let's, let's get, get ready, ready to, to rumble. rumble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the rain starts falling and the socias show up and the fight begins and it's not very long. No. <laughs> it's like two minutes, if that. Yeah. Um, and the socias start to retreat and the greasers win. And I'm like, what did we accomplish here? Literally nothing. What, Everything's going to go back to normal. What was the point of any of that? Yeah. Um, we then see uh, Dally, because actually Ponyboy does get beat up. Well, he was the first one that got hit, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And he gets beat up pretty badly in this fight. So Dallas is driving Ponyboy to, I guess, I don't know if he was going straight to the hospital, but he ends up getting stopped by a cop, tells the cop that he fell off his motorcycle. And so he gets escorted to the hospital. Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. And the boys, uh, they don't check him in. No, they're there to see Johnny. Yeah. So they go to Johnny because they want to tell him that they won this fight that didn't mean anything. And Johnny's like, okay, like the fighting isn't working. Like it doesn't matter. Like none of this matters. And then he says to pony boy, stay gold pony boy. And then he dies. So sad. So heartbreaking. This was almost worse than if he had just died in the church. Right. Yeah. I know. So, Dally freaks out. He leaves. He cannot handle this. Um, Pony boy actually goes home to tell the rest of the boys that Johnny's, you know, dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think this is the part in the book kind of where we, we see like um, Pony boy really mentally and physically shutting down. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really, really, really badly affected him in the movie. He's fine. I know. In the book, he actually gets to a point where he tries to, like, convince himself that Johnny isn't dead. Yeah. That, like, he's still there. Everything's still okay. Like, to your point, you can clearly tell this is affecting him from a mental standpoint. Mm -hmm. So we don't get any of that. The next thing we see is Dally goes to a convenience store, I guess. Mm -hmm. And he robs the clerk. And the clerk is not having it that day. And he starts shooting at, at Dally. He ends up running off. Um, and he calls Derry and is like, meet me in the park. Um, you know, I just held up this store, like right. I need your help type thing. 
And then he runs into the park and the cops are there. They surround him and they shoot and kill him. And I'm like, that seemed very aggressive mm. for that. Well, for what it was. Yeah. Right. And you know. I'm pretty sure the gun that he used didn't even actually have bullets in it. Like the yeah. one that he was faking. To yeah. No, I don't think it did police. either. Yeah. So we find out that Johnny had actually written pony boy a letter before he died and basically saying you know that there is still good that's left in this world and you can go and do good things and be a good person and he wants pony boy to tell dally that yeah. as well i mean at this point dally's dead so it's really sad so sad um but then the, we, it was it was cool not cool but mm-hmm. like i like that the full circle that the letter was left in the good um gone with the wind book that, yeah you know i just thought that was cool that they did that and we then see pony boy continuing writing his story and that's how the and that's how the movie ends they leave out a some scenes yeah <laughs> from, uh, like from the book. i have a good chunk of like gilded yeah. um content that was in the book that was not in the yeah, movie go for uh it. so basically after the rumble pony boy wakes up the next morning and kind of basically almost forgets that the rumble happened mm-hmm. partly because he's sick he had a concussion obviously he he was badly hurt but also to our point earlier like he was really trying to like convince himself that all of this stuff hasn't happened yet mm-hmm. Um, Randy comes and visits Pony Boy again, mm-hmm. and he's basically like, um, so this trial is happening, uh, you know, like, what are you going to do? And he's like, well, I killed Bob. I killed the Soch. And mm-hmm. he's like, no, you didn't. Your friend did, the one that died in the hospital. And he's like, no, I did. So you can tell Pony Boy's like really struggling to put everything together right. at this point. Um, we do actually get the hearing. Um, they basically question everybody, but at the end of the day, they acquit Pony boy, mm-hmm. and obviously because Johnny's dead, there's really no one else to convict. Um, in the book, we also um, get another scene where Pony Boy runs into some socias. He tries to like act tough and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna break this bottle. I'm gonna beat mm-hmm. you up with it." Um, and eventually, they leave. And Two Bits like, "Don't do that. Like, yeah. that's not you. Like, don't try to act tough if you're not actually going to yeah. be that way." Um, we get another scene where Pony Boy and Dairy fight again. Um, Soda Pop ends up running out of the house and. He basically they run up back up to him and he's like i don't want to be the middleman between you two like mm-hmm. i need you both to stop fighting and just act civil yeah. like i'm tired of this um and then that's pretty much kind of it and then the, the end of the book is very similar to the end of the movie where he reads the letter from johnny and then he gets the task of mm-hmm. writing that theme for his book or for his class excuse yeah. me yeah it's just so interesting because the book is only is less than 200 pages mm-hmm. and the movie's only an hour and a half. So yeah. I'm like, why didn't you just make the movie longer? Well, it would have been nice to kind of see things wrap up a little bit. Like, yeah. I think they did an okay job of wrapping up the movie. But yeah, like, not that any of this stuff that I just mentioned is like super important. No. But it would have been nice. to it. Yeah. Um, so can you say that the movie stayed true to the book? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. You just miss out on quite a few things. Yeah. Um, I think we're, I know where we're both headed. Oh, um, okay. Book or movie? I'm going movie. Are you? I am. <laughs> I struggled a little bit just because I can't say no to Patrick Swayze. Well, and, and a lot of it has to do with the yeah. star-studded cast. I mean, I think... I'm trying to remember back to when I first read this book. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it's a perfect type of book for a middle to high school reader. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's easy to follow, you know, all that good stuff. Now as an adult, I think I just can't connect with it as much, Yeah. but like seeing it come to life on screen. Yeah. They left out quite a bit, but like 
the core of the book is in there yeah. and the cast is really, really good. So that's why I went with the movie. Okay. Well, now you convince me I'm going with the movie too. <laughs> Yay! You just swayed me. Wow. I don't think I've ever you convinced Patrick you. Patrick sways me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm delirious. <laughs> and on that note, yep. um, that's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Boovie Girls. You can also email us at theboovygirls at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. We have a couple levels for you to sign up at. Um, you get lots of bonus content. You get a shout out in a future episode, sticker for joining, all that good stuff. Access to our Karen reviews, which are our one and two star reviews of the movie. <laughs> yes. And eventually, um, once I get my life in order, we'll start adding book reviews um, yeah. to that too thanks to our good friend Bahar for suggesting that I'm just in a, we've talked about this I'm in the middle of a move and I, my life's in shambles both so. of our lives are a little bit in shambles very good at point the moment, I I'm per- actually shocked that we're still doing this at this I point I am proud of us <laughs> I am too this is the one constant in our lives yeah anyway um, if you want to sign up for Patreon all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash the booby girls um, next week this is how much our life is in shambles. You told me to pick between two books. I did not. So which one do you want to do next week? Oh um, I'm in the mood for a good Scarlett Johansson movie. So let's Some go with Scar Joe. Yeah, let's go with Girl with the Pearl Earring. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.